From hook and bullet to policy and science, we're here to discuss and dissect all matters of importance to Montana's rugged landscape and the people and wildlife that call it home. This is Montana Untamed. What's Montana's most loved river? The Smith, the Yellowstone, the Bitterroot? Well, if you measure love by usage, it's most likely the Madison. Given angling pressure on the river, with rafts as prolific some days as caddis flies, and with trout being hooked and released multiple times, many people believe something has to change. For years now, both commercial outfitters and recreational anglers floating the river have expressed concerns that the Madison is being loved to death. There are fears that familiarity breeds dissent in angler experience. With me today is Duncan Adams, outdoor reporter for the Montana Standard newspaper, and he's here to uh, talk to talk about the tensions between user groups and the river that's stuck in the middle. For context, Duncan, uh, let's start with an overview of the Madison River for listeners. Well, as most people in Montana know, its headwaters are in Yellowstone National Park with the confluence of the Gibbon and the Firehole Rivers, and then it flows behind Hebgen Dam, and then it flows into what became Quake Lake after an earthquake in 1959. And then the stretch of the river below Quake Lake, uh, between there and Ennis, is called, many people refer to as Upper, upper Madison, and some, some are, uh, describe it as the 50-mile riffle, and because it's one long riffle, and and has some of the best trout fishing in Montana, which is saying a lot. Uh, and fishing, and particularly outfitting, is an important contributor to the economy in Ennis. So the lower Madison includes the Bear Trap Canyon, which is pretty rugged, and then extends from Ennis Lake to Three Forks, uh, where it's one of the three rivers forming the headwaters of the Missouri. Meriwether Lewis named the Madison River in honor of U.S. Secretary of State James Madison. And so what is, what's the problem on the Madison? Well, the problem on the Madison has been building for years, uh, and that's just uh, congestion, uh, too many boats, uh, Outfitters sort of in conflict with recreational uh, folks float, floating the river, conflicts at uh, fishing access sites where there's no place to park. Um, the, the sense that the fishery, although the, there's no data right now to say the fishery is suffering, there are reports of fish being hooked multiple times and fish showing scarring. Um, kind of at the core of all this, both for outfitters and recreational users, is a sense that the, you know, this wonderful experience of fishing the Madison with this glorious scenery and lively wild fishery uh, is being diminished by crowds. And you have uh, escalating population growth in Bozeman, uh, Gallatin County, uh, putting a lot of pressure on the river. Um, and, you know, and Yellowstone has had great 
growing visitation too, aside from the, this flood year. And a lot of those people in Yellowstone want to, they want to hook up with an outfitter and float the upper river. Uh, so again, it's just a sense that it's being, as you said, loved to death. So all of this, all of this, these, um, this overcrowding um, and kind of this diminished user experience on the Madison River has led to the establishment of uh, what's called the Madison River Working Group. Um, Madison River Work Group. Yes, that's correct. Work yeah. Group, right. And so what's their role in all this? You know, like what's the goal of this committee? So the Fish and Wildlife Commission uh, asked them to come up with recommendations for commercial use of the river, how to sort of manage that, and also to take a look at recreational use and see if there was a way to manage that. Uh, there, were, there were other things they were asked to do as well that were less central uh, than those two. And so that's what they focused on uh, working in, from September to June. Okay, and so will you? T so, who is on the um, the group? Well, there are twelve people, uh, and as proposed, uh, it was to be composed of three commercial outfitters with a Madison River Special Recreational Permit, three non-commercial Madison River users two people with a Madison Valley business interest not connected to commercial outfitting, one member trained in natural resources management, not currently working for FWP, one representative from the Fish and Wildlife Commission, one representative from the BLM, and an at-large member. So there were some concerns expressed about the makeup of the group that I heard from some Trout Unlimited members in Southwest Montana who felt the makeup was out, outfitter friendly, leaned towards being outfitter friendly. And in addition to the three people designated as outfitters on the work group, there were also three more who had very close ties to the outfitting community. So there were really six of the 12 had some sort of ties to outfitting. Now, I have not heard anyone say that that has resulted in a skewed uh, set of recommendations, but there definitely is tension around uh, a couple of those recommendations. So how long has this work group um, been convened in, in doing, their, doing the work they're doing? Uh, they started in September and they uh, gave their recommendations to the Fish and Wildlife Commission in June. And the Fish and Wildlife Commission decided to ask for uh, some public input on the recommendations. And that, that's been going on now for a few weeks. So I think you teed it up perfectly. Let's hear what, what, did the rec what recommendations did they come up with? Well, for the uh, commercial users, uh, they were going to cap uh, their number of trips on the river at the number of trips that they reported in either 2019 or 2020, depending on which was highest. Uh, they advised keeping the, 
special river permit system for outfitters and uh, there would be no limit on granting those permits to new providers. Uh, so uh, those were some of the primary recommendations for outfitters. There were a few others for commercial users. There were a few others. Uh, so, so the idea is basically freeze freeze in time the the outfitter use on the river don't allow it to expand and grow that that's correct now there can be some new providers but they have to uh you know work with current providers to get access to the river uh but uh right it's frozen to either 2019 or 2020 what their usage was in, in those years so the more controversial recommendation has been uh, to develop a recreational float permit for uh, you know just average Montanans who use the river. So it would it would require a daily permit, which you could book online, might have a nominal fee uh, to float the river. Now. Uh, it's been explained that the initial goal of this permit system would be just to gather data about non about recreational users on the river. Um, but it's also acknowledged that it could be used also to eventually to limit the number of boats on the water, uh, particularly during peak days like July 4th or other peak days. And that would be a major change to recreational use on that river, correct? Yes. I mean, people have said to me, you know, I come home from work, I, I throw my trailer, I pick up my trailer with my raft and I go out to the river. I don't have to get online and get a permit. Uh, you know, I don't want to have to plan months ahead to go floating on the river. Uh, so there's definitely resistance to it, but there are also people in the recreational community who support it because they are among the group, they are among the people saying pressure on the river is diminishing the experience and effect, perhaps affecting the fishery. Uh, and the population keeps growing in Bozeman and Gallatin County. This is not going to get better. So what, has there been a, a public process? Has uh, the public been able to weigh in on this um, these recommendations at all yes so there's comment current comment online uh by email or mail uh that runs through october 14th the people can go online they can look at the recommendations and and they can weigh in there have been uh also some public meetings bozeman ennis uh, and Butte uh, for people to just get information about the recommendations and ask and ask questions. So what 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 happens next? Um, where do we go from these recommendations? So Fish, Wildlife and Parks will uh, report back to the Fish and Wildlife Commission on December 16th, you know, so, sort of a synthesis of what they've heard. Uh, with the comments. And then 
then it'll be up to the Fish and Wildlife Commission to decide what to do with the recommendations. Now, I was at a meeting last night in Butte, and it, one man who was an outfitter and had a long history with this whole process on the Madison said that the Fish and Wildlife Commission has repeatedly kicked the can down the road when, when it comes to making a decision about recommendations because they are so potentially contentious, uh, potentially political. So another outfitter at this meeting said he gave, he gave these recommendations about a 50% chance uh, of succeeding, but he thought they were poised to do better than they had before. What what else are you hearing at these meetings? Is it is there a lot of vitriol or, um, I mean, I imagine they're pretty contentious. Well, you know, last night's meeting, uh, there was some tension, but it wasn't uh, contentious really. It was just concerns that well, uh, let's say it's a peak day. Let's say it's July fourth, and the average Montanan can't get a float permit but the outfitters have free reign. How's that gonna fly? You know, on, on a holiday when most Montanans have the day off, uh, how's it gonna fly if they can't get on the river? So there was some tension around that uh, and whether this permit system uh, was gonna be more expensive to uh, administer than it was worth uh, for the permit system for the uh, recreational users. Uh, and of course, I don't know what happened in the previous meetings. I think that in this meeting was the most well attended based on what I heard. So any, any final thoughts on the Madison, Duncan? You know, I think for many people, when they go to the Madison or when they go, uh, to the Bitterroot or in, any of the big hole, uh, they really like to catch some fish, but that's not necessarily the primary goal. There's solitude, there's this bird song, there's breezes, there's there's so much more about that. There's solitude, there's so much more that's uh, important. And uh, that's what they're, I think people are trying to safeguard on the Madison. Well, I guess we will have to just um, watch and see um, what changes, what maybe doesn't change on the Madison. Uh, thanks for coming on and uh, talking about the river, Duncan. Well, thank you for having me, Tom. I appreciate it. Montana Untamed is a podcast from the newsrooms of Lee Enterprises' Montana newspapers. Visit any of our websites or subscribe wherever podcasts are found. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.